You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Today is Friday, November the 20th. Congratulations, everybody. We have made it to Friday once again. Thank you for tuning in today. I am the St. Louis Cardinals mega fan. Lucas Smith giving you all the Cardinal news and notes you need to know. And this week, if you've missed any of the content this week, that's okay. We've, we've got some good content that we've had this past week. Listenership has actually been up this week uh, from last week, which has been good. I've talked about Lindor, Rosenthal of the Cardinals, talked about Michael Brantley, DJ LeMayhew. You talked a lot about Yadier Molina yesterday, with had, which had some good comments on my Instagram page, which again is LO underscore Cardinals. So all good things. Next week, uh, what we'll be looking at is a little bit more of a, of a realistic stance. Um, you know, because of all the people I talked about this week, and, you know, other than, I guess, Yadi or Molina, <laughs> I would say that uh, Michael Brantley is the most realistic of these, but uh, I was definitely stretching with most of these predictions this week. But I would say that, that next week we're going to take a look at some more realistic opportunities um, for the Cardinals to sign. People are going to look at players like Jock Peterson, Tommy LaStella, you know, kind of, kind of low-budget cost-effective solutions, if you will. Uh, a little bit like Michael Brantley was, but a little bit more realistic, I think, uh, when, when you're looking at who the Cardinals can sign. So be sure to tune in next week. And I'm, I'm looking to make Monday kind of a mailbag episode where it's basically just filtered by your guys' questions. Uh, so be on the lookout for that on the Twitter and Instagram page, LO underscore Cardinals. And you can follow my Twitter at LJFastball. Email the show at LockedOnCards at gmail.com. But on the show today, news came out yesterday of another man being added to the 40-man roster. Talked about Ivan Herrera yesterday. Um, and then I would talk about uh, Angel Ro- uh, Rodon, or Angel Rodon. Um, got added yesterday. Um, he's 22 years old, just about 23. His birthday is uh, in, in 11 days. Um, so talk about him a little bit, what that means in terms of 40-man. Got to give a review of that. And also, speaking of birthdays, tomorrow is the man's birthday. That's right. Stan the Man Usual would have turned 100 years old tomorrow. He was born November 21st, 1920 in Donora, Pennsylvania. Uh, he died January 19, 2013. So kind of looking back, a couple different stories um, were written about him in recent days, kind of looking up to this, to the to the 100 years of him. So I'll kind of give a look through his years and you know, not that anyone needs to be reminded of how good he was, um, but nevertheless, look through that and also kind of give you the story of how he how he became the man. So, um, their number thirteen prospect, though, to get things started on the show today. However, um, Angel Rodon, he, he's like I said, turns twenty three soon. Um, he's been pitching in the Cardinals system ever since two thousand sixteen when he was eighteen years old, and he's had his ups. You know, he, he struggled a little bit to start off. You know, 2016, he had a good year in 14 games, and then 17 across a couple different teams, uh, three different teams across two different leagues. His ERA shot up a little bit, um, especially at the, at the rookie ball, which was higher. But then 2018, he really turned it around. He started out in low A ball, pitched decently well. He actually pitched better in A ball in 2018. And then in 2019, started out in high A ball, had a 220 ERA that year in um, in 45 innings, and then he went up to Springfield to pitch in the Double A team and had 115 innings there, 3-5, 2, 
Your 3-2-1 ERA, rather. Whip of 1.22, which is not too shabby at all. Walks per nine a little bit high at 3.3, but not terrible. Strikeouts per nine that year overall is 8.2. So, you know, he's 11-7 and seven across two teams in two leagues. So this is a guy that has improved throughout his career. And this is a guy that the Cardinals can see as the future in, in the starting rotation. Um, you know, in 2016, he, he started seven of his 14 appearances, 17, 11 of his 14. Um, but he has not relieved a game since 2017 because uh, in 18 and 19, all of his games were via the starting role. So I think this is a guy that, that, that the Cardinals see as a potential frontline starter, which is a big reason to protect him from that Rule 5 draft. And again, like I talked about yesterday a little bit, the Rule 5 draft is anybody not on a 40-man roster is eligible for that. Um, so the idea is to get your top prospects off of there. Um, and I think when, when the Cardinals are looking at – when you look at the two people the Cardinals added in Ivan Herrera and, and Rodon, this is kind of a little bit glimpse of the future. You know, this is a pitcher and a catcher, a battery mate. Um, both young guys, like I said, Rodon's 23, going to be 23, and Herrera's 20. Two guys that could be in a Cardinal uniform for a very long time, which is why the Cardinals wanted to protect him from that draft this year. So this this could be the next battery of the future for St. Louis. And both these guys have high upside. And I'm really excited for Herrera and Rodon to break it in the major leagues. Won't, won't see them for a couple years probably, but still super excited for that and happy with the move that they were both protected from the Rule 5 draft. So, um, yeah, so when, when you look at, at, at Rodon, uh, when, when, you know, when, you, when you look at his... Uh, you know, prospect rankings. He's like I said, 13th in the Cardinals system. Um, he's got fastball, changeup, curveball, um, three pitch mix right now. And according to MLB.com, the pipeline, whatever, uh, most of his stuff is is um, is above average for what he's supposed to be. Um, his ETA, like I said, um, it says 2020, but it'll probably be, be next year. Uh, obviously, since 2020 was kind of abbreviated, but um, this is a guy, like I said, with, with high upside and. And somebody that, that the, the scouts, the Cardinal scouts, are extremely high on. You know, like I said, like I've said, I think about four times now, 13th in the organization in terms of, of, of prospect rankings. He's right there with um, guys like Cody Whitley, Johan Oviedo, and Junior Fernandez, who all have shown that they can impress. Obviously, a couple of growing pains here and there for Oviedo and Fernandez didn't have the, the best summer camp and things like that. Uh, but all these guys have shown their upside, in my opinion. And Rodon is is no exception. Um, you know, he's, he's might, he might not be quite at the Matthew Liberator or Zach Thompson pitching uh, prospect level. Both those guys are in the top five for St. Louis, and I think they're probably more non-touchables or untouchables than Rodon is. But at the same time, Rodon, obviously, Cardinals are high enough on him to protect him from the Rule Five draft. Um, so I think that that, that is that is, that is huge. Um, for, for, for that, and uh, I, I think that this is a battery for the future, and, and two, two names to keep your eye on. You know, when, when you go through names to keep your eye on, you, you want to focus on the Carlson or, or Liberator or the Gormans or the, or the Thompsons or, you know, people like that, but I think in the, in, in, in the next couple of years or so, you're going to be hearing a lot about Rodon and Herrera, so just wanted to, to share that news and my thoughts on that, and I think that you know, that this could really be the, a battery of the future for St. Louis. So uh, t- take a quick break, and then on the other side of this break, uh, we're going to talk about Stan the Man Usual, who would have celebrated his 100th birthday tomorrow if so he was still with us, but he was born November 1st, 21st, 2020. So talk a little bit about you know his storied career that I'm sure all you guys know more and more about, but uh, 
can't hurt to talk a little bit more about Stan the Man. So Stan the Man talk coming up in just a moment. The new and improved Built Bar is even more delicious than before. My favorite flavor among the six new flavors is cookies and cream, but they have 12 original flavors that are also incredible. They range from coconut almond to German chocolate to banana bread to salted caramel to double chocolate to orange and to peanut butter brownie. They have nut and non-nut flavors. All of them are soft and easy to chew. And the best part, they're covered 100% in chocolate. But that doesn't mean they're not healthy. They're great for the health-conscious person. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in this delicious treat. They're low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, and high-fiber. Let's take a look at a flavor profile for cookies and cream. 17 grams of protein in that bar, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of net carbs. Right now, while supplies last, you get a free cooler with your purchase of Built Bar. So you have a chance for that, but you get a guaranteed 20% off right now if you go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON. And again, that gets you 20% off, which is higher than we've ever offered. Use promo code Locked On for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. So once again, be sure to, to tune back in next week when I take a little bit more of a realistic approach and looking at the Cardinals offseason and, and looking at a little bit more of a a realistic, uh, who, who who can the Cardinals go after? Um, so be sure to tune in next week. But let's talk about Stan the Man. I mean, when you go to his baseball reference page and you see all the bolded numbers, which is all the times that he led the league in something, I mean, it is absolutely ridiculous. And this is a guy who didn't really start hitting a lot of home runs until really 1948. He was leading the league in, in batting average and non-base percentage and slugging and, and doubles and and hits really from 43 to 47 in most of those categories, including an MVP in 1943 and in 1946. But he didn't hit above 20 home runs until 1948. He hit 39 home runs. He ended his career with 475, and you could really see, you know, through the middle part of his career, you know, through his mid-20s was whenever he had his home run stretch. You know, like I said, he hit above 20 home runs from 1948 all the way down to 1957 when he hit 29, but then he didn't hit above 20 for the rest of his career from ages 37 to 42. Played a long time, 22 years, 24-time All-Star. And yes, that adds up because they used to play two All-Star games. Um, but, I mean, Ann Rogers started off her, her article on this beautifully. Uh, there are some names synonymous with Cardinal Baseball, Bob Gibson, Lou Brock, Stan Musial. And she's absolutely right. Stan Musial is, is a staple. I think he's widely regarded, and for good reason, as the best Cardinal to ever do it. I think if Albert would have stayed, he would be up there. Not to take anything away, slow down, not to take anything away from his historic, generational, once-in-a-generation type numbers in St. Louis. But I just think that the fact that Musial is able to do it really for the better part of 22 years puts him above Albert in terms of Cardinal greatness. I think if you look at the all-time rankings, you might put Albert above it. But I just think in terms of Cardinal greatness, Musial has got to be up there just because he, he didn't wear any other uniform except for the birds and the bat. He, I mean, he, this is also a guy, there are numerous stories about him, um, just how, how generous he was and how nice he was. He, he served the military in 1945 for World War II, so he missed out in his age 24 season. Um, and he came back and, and won the MVP the, the following year, playing 156 games, leading the league in categories such as games played, plate appearances, at-bats, runs, hits, doubles. 
triples even. He had 20 triples that year. Batting average, slugging percentage, on-base percentage, OPS plus, total bases. All-star, number one in the MVP. A year after missing the entire season because of military service. He is one of the, like I, like I said, widely regarded, and for good reason, and in my opinion, the gr- greatest Cardinal offensive player to ever do it. When you're looking at their whole career. We can get into the, the Musial-Albert debate later, but, I mean, Musial is and was so reverend as, as a Cardinal that Albert didn't want to be called the man. You know, he, he didn't, you know, people would start calling him uh, the, the hombre, Spanish for the man, and he didn't want that. He didn't want to impede on 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 the man. So you know what he did? He became uh, he became the machine instead and uh, he carved himself out a remarkable career as a Cardinal. But Stan the Man just, you know, was he's definitely the best Cardinal left-handed hitter of all time. I don't think there's any disputing that if you want to get super nitty-gritty specific. Um, but basically, the way the story goes is that in the year 1946, Musial earned the man nickname from the Brooklyn Dodgers because the, there's a sports writer, uh, Bob Broeg, or, uh, B-R-O-E-G is how it's spelled, uh, heard people chanting, oh, here comes the man again. So he put it in a news column, and it stuck. And it just flowed. Stan the man. Uh, I mean, when you're looking at Cardinal rankings, obviously, um, it, in that discussion of who's the best Cardinal ever, 22 years, he set franchise records in hits, home runs, RBIs, runs, total bases, and games played. Three-time MVP, three-time world champion. He was absolutely an incredible man, an incredible baseball player, um, and, you know, I remember getting a call from my grandfather on the day that Musial had died, uh, which, which, again, was January 19th, 2013, which is also my, my father's birthday. But I remember getting a call from my grandfather, who's also a, a big Cardinal fan and a big reason why I'm a Cardinal fan and doing all this stuff. And, you know, just hearing that Stan Musial had died was heartbreaking uh, because, you know, my grandfather would tell me so many stories of watching him play as my grandfather grew up um, in, in, in the 50s and 60s and things like that. And, you know, just kind of sharing that sadness was really special, um, or was powerful rather. Um, just to kind of you know, uh, we've lost two Cardinal greats this year in Lou Brock and Bob Gibson, and and just to lose those two on back-to-back days, or, be, or, or I'm sorry, to, to lose those two men on, on such close of an occasion was was gut-wrenching as a, as a Cardinal fan, and I could never do it justice. And I I know I'm not doing stand the man justice right now. I'm doing my best, but. Um, just kind of, you know, the, the stories of, of what Stan the Man meant to the city of St. Louis, similar to, you know, a Cardinal great like Yachty right now, what he means to St. Louis. But, um, you know, Stan the Man will, will forever be one of the greatest, if not the greatest Cardinals to ever play the sport of baseball and one of the greatest players of all time. I mean, career 331 hitter, like, like I said, 475 home runs, 1,900 RBIs, I mean, the, the stats speak for themselves. And just to go on top of that with what, what a great man he, he, he was just just adds on to the legend of, um, of, of Stan the Man. So, uh, he like I said, he would have turned 100 years old tomorrow, uh, November the 21st. So, um, Stan the Man, thank you for all you did um, for, for St. Louis. And, um, and I'm sure that he would... Be smiling on all the Cardinal fans right now if he uh, if if he could be here with us of all the love and support that the Cardinal fans give him. So happy birthday tomorrow to Stan the man. But that's all I got for today's show. 
Thank you for listening, ladies and gentlemen. Again, be sure to rate the show on iTunes. Subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast listening platform. Locked uh, L-O car- underscore Cardinals for the Instagram and Twitter. And LockedOnCards at gmail.com. Be sure to tune in next week when I take a realistic look at the Cardinals off-season roadmap. That's all I got for today. Stay safe, stay well, and have a great day, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be right